Welcome back, welcome back. Y'all know the name, you know the show. Um, we're going to do something that I've been thinking about for a while. Finally want to introduce y'all, if you didn't know, to one of my favorite shows. One of my favorite shows probably ever that I think uh, went pretty well, but probably didn't end the way it should have. But at least it got an ending, which you can't say for many Netflix shows today. We're going to do a watch along of episode one of season one of Love, the Netflix series that started in 2018, ran for three seasons from Judd Apatow, who was behind hits like 40 Year Old Virgin and Knocked Up and, you know, uh, Pineapple Express, so on and so forth. All of those kind of Seth Rogen, James Franco movies. This is the guy who made those or was, you know, producing or directing, whatever, made writer all of that kind of stuff that made those classics. And he made this show and I really enjoyed it. Ran for, like I said, three seasons. Netflix t- today really doesn't give anything more than one or two, but this show started in 2018 and it got to kind of wrap up its story. So that's good. Um, I go back and forth about which is my favorite season. I don't know if it's season one or two, but season one had a special place just because of the time period that it came out where I was at that time and like in the characters and stuff, which I really liked. I'll give you a quick synopsis. If you never heard of this show it's, again, it's called love. Uh, it actually started 2016, not 2018. So that's my apologies. But um, when his cheating girlfriend leaves him, people pleasing nice guy, Gus played by Paul Rust moves into a trendy apartment complex inhabited by lots of college students. A chance encounter introduces him to wild child, Mickey played by Jillian Jacobs also recently single and who despises her job in radio. Though wildly different, the two are drawn to each other, and their relationship is the basis for the Judd Apatow Helm Netflix original series, and in the end, the differences the differences maybe will help them figure out just what love is. Okay, so, so yeah, first episode date, February 19, 2016. Final episode, March 9th, 2018. Like I said, Judd Apatow's behind this, if you don't know him. Let's look into some of his stuff. He made This Is 40, Knocked Up, 40 Year Virgin, The King of Staten Island, Trainwreck. He was behind Funny People, Super Bad, obviously is the best one of this group, I think, anyway. Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Anchorman. You know, he, he's been behind a lot of Pineapple Express, Step Brothers, which is a classic. He got the hits. Get Him to the Greek, which I think is underrated. Uh, So, yeah, he's established. He's well known. And I really enjoyed this show, like I said, and I think y'all will too. And that's all we're going to do today. I don't really have much else to talk about or things I want to discuss. I just kind of want to watch this and see if it holds up. I haven't seen this first episode in a while, but I really want to revisit it, and I think y'all would like it. So if you have Netflix, you can pull up Love, the Netflix series, go to episode one, season one, which is the uh, title It Begins is the name of the episode. I'm going to try to get the zero, 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 zero here. Let's see. Okay. I'm at the Netflix sign before it lights up red. This is zero, 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 zero. You can pause it there, and then I'm going to count down from five. Then I say press play now, and that's when we start, as usual, if you've been here before. Uh, before I start, I want to say I hope you all are doing well. Hope your week's going well. Hope your year is going well. We're already in March at the time of this recording, and that's crazy because the time is flying by. So if you got stuff you want to do, don't wait anymore go do it and that's not just for y'all that's for me too sometimes you gotta say it out loud to other people and you might actually you know hear it yourself so here we go um but i hope y'all are doing well 
All right, let's go. Five, four, three, two, one. Press play now. And the theme music is playing. Really nice theme music. It doesn't stay too long. And it kind of goes through all the different phases of love. Starring Gillian Jacobs. Gillian Jacobs and Paul Russ. Judd Apatow created. Written by Judd Apatow, Leslie Arfin. Directed by Dean Holland. Shout out to all of them. Really love this show. And there we go. I think it's set in that little section of LA, which is very... um, very hipsterish, very arty, arty. I hope y'all can hear it. I don't know. If, well, I'm sure Netflix don't care. And it's it's turned down. You probably can't hear it. But we're seeing Mickey and her ex, I think. Uh, well, I know, but, you know, based on what y'all know. And then another guy with the big nose. This is Gus and his girlfriend. The Samsung. Don't sleep on the Samsung laptops. I got a Lenovo. Wanted the Apple laptop, but you know, and it, it, as long as it works, right? It's just so weird seeing one next to each other. So we see Mickey is dealing with problems with her guy. I don't even think they're together, but I mean, he just snuck into her room from the outside. So clearly, they have something that's going on. So clearly that they have a little situationship. And then Gus and his girlfriend are looking at rugs. Lovely bonding time when you're with your significant other. Y'all are looking up house stuff. It's really nice. And obviously Gus, he kind of doesn't, you know. <laughs> I'm about to say he kind of doesn't have a backbone based on that. But she was like, I like this one. You're like, I don't like this one. And now he's bringing it up later. Um, it's kind of passive-aggressive. And now they're talking about moving in. Um, here's what you'll know about this show. Um, kids don't watch. That's what I said. Don't watch. This is this is for. I mean, everything I watch is for adults. Honestly, I'm not. It's not gonna be too many times I'm gonna pick something that's like SpongeBob or something. I'm I'm good on it. And uh, as you can see, Gus is a he's he's an overthinker. He thinks too much. Very passive aggressive. Kind of don't really stand up for himself. What do you call himself? A nice guy, which you see through, through the show that that's a bit more complicated than it appears. And Mickey is clearly just, you know, you'll get to know her more if we continue to watch, but she's pretty chaotic herself. So nobody can just sit and read a book anymore. It is hard. It's hard. We get distracted, got the phones in our hand. I try to read often, and it you know if I'm really into it, I can really lock in, like books about movies and stuff like that. I was reading the Quentin Tarantino book, a uh, cinema speculation recently, 
And I pretty much read that in a good amount of time, the whole thing, top to bottom. But that's because I was so invested. But, like, it'd be stuff that I'd be wanting to read, and you just can't get through it. Like, it's just tough. It's just tough. We're not a... We're that generation. We had these phones, man. It's going to be harder and harder to read stuff. And I can't imagine the next generation. Because at least we didn't grow up with it. Like, I didn't get my first uh, smartphone until I was, like, a senior in high school. Imagine the kids now. Like, my little cousin already has stuff at, like, 10. She had a laptop at, like, 9. Like, iPads at, like, 12 and stuff. Like, it's over. You're not going to be able to pay attention to stuff. Let alone, like going to a movie theater, putting your phone down the whole time. That's why all these kids are in the theater with their phones in their hands. But trying to read a book, like, stop. Unless you have to do it for a grade, like, nobody's going to do that. But anyway, I don't know. I heard that and I just got the rumor. So Gus is saying, I love you, and she's like, you're suffocating. And now we realize that she cheated on me. And now he's leaving out. And and that's the problem, Gus. I hope y'all are watching. Because, like... So this whole thing is so interesting because, like, he was like, Shishila, I can't picture you being around but not in my life. And then Gus was like, oh, yeah, um, we can still be friends. She's like, that's not that's not what I want. He's like, what am I, too nice to me? She's like, no, you're fake nice, which is worse than being me, which is kind of like his whole thing during the show. Like, being nice, you know, being too nice, all that kind of stuff, like, they're just being good. And I always used to, I used to feel for that when I was younger. Be like, what's wrong with being nice? But like, it could come off as disingenuous. It cannot be, you know. It can, you know. <laughs> it can come off as uh, very disingenuous and it can be uh, an act. And people can tell when it's not real, you know. When it's fake. What you should be. Or strive to be. Is a good person. Not a nice person. Because being nice. Has changed meaning. In the last. You know. Like a lot of words. Over the centuries. It's changed meaning. But. Nice. What it really means. And like silly. And stuff like that. They're all kind of synonymous. With like goofy. It means like stupid. Being nice. Being silly. Being goofy. They're all. It's all synonyms for stupid. In the literal sense of the word, right? What you'd rather be is kind to a point and just be a good person. That means, you know, treat people good. But being nice, people can take advantage of it. And it becomes very easy to take advantage of you when you're trying to be nice to everybody. And I think that's Gus's problem. And then Mickey's problem is... Is what the guy just said. Like he said, I basically I know I'm a mess up. I'm a screw up. I'm whatever. 
but at least I admit it. You don't want to admit it. Like, I know I'm super flawed. You pretend like you're not. So that's so that's kind of the two arcs. Like, and I love this area of LA that they live in. Obviously, LA is. I'm not gonna get into that, but this area I can't remember the names. Like Sierra something or something like that. Like a real like posh hipster area. But as you see, like they're two sides of a different coin, right? Sides of the same coin. I don't know, but well, maybe. That they're both kind of users in a certain way, but but they both want to be loved, but they just don't know how to do it. And Gus's problem is he's he tries to be what he deems is nice when really he should just be a good person. And he's not nice, but you don't have to be. Because that means that people can use you. And then Mickey's problem is she's a total screw up. Um, and she's super flawed. And I mean, we all are flawed, but like, she has real, she has real problems, and likes to you know, relish in those problems, but instead of admitting it, she pretends that she's still good. So that so they're both pretending in a way, just different. She's pretending to be put together and, you know, having it all together, and then Gus is pretending to be nice, when she's chaotic and then he's not nice. And so people use him in certain ways or they get tired of him because they can tell it's disingenuous. And then people use her because like old boy we just saw, like she can be used because it's all a front. Like she's a, she's messed up too, but if you pretend, then it's like, you know, that's easy to see through as well. Like I hope y'all know what I'm saying. Like people can tell if you don't have it all together. And then people can tell if you're not actually nice. But what is it to be nice? And what and what is it to be a screw up? Like you just constantly bring problems to yourself in your life, then like you might want to admit that so then you can try to fix that. So now Mickey is getting a roommate. Gus has moved into a new apartment. And this is, uh, I think her name is Birdie. Really funny character. And Mickey just says she just doesn't want to live alone. That's also a big part of her is like, codependency like needing to have someone there instead of just being by yourself so maybe she's like she would want you to seem that she uses people or she's the user like in my in one of my favorite movies the apartment like they talk about um people who push and people who get pushed or people who take and people who get taken from from the beginning you think gus is the one that gets taken from and then mickey is the taker as the show goes on you see that it's a little bit blurred than that gus can be manipulative manipulative and mickey just wants to be around so she'll let herself be used it's very much blurred but from the beginning you can't really tell that and gus works at a movie set which also intrigued me to this because y'all know i'm really into the flicks so just him driving to the mar vista studio set even if, if it's for you know, a not that good TV show. It's still so 
it's just cool to see. But not in the way that you think. You might think, oh, what is he, a director, writer? Well, he wants to be, but you're going to see he's not. But look at the set, you know. It's just cool to see. You know? I just like to see all the moving parts of a studio set, you know. With the with, with the dolly track and the camera and the lights and the set and everything and all the people working on it, it's just cool. And here goes Gus getting on set with his big backpack. Said we lose the wolf in half an hour. They got a real wolf. I would have been petrified. You can't train that thing. I mean, it's closer to a dog, right? Like, I'd be more scared of a tiger on a set than a wolf. Because tigers, right? Like, those big cats are almost unmanageable. Like, whenever they want. A wolf is close to a dog. You can make a dog very subservient and obedient and disciplined. I feel like you could do the same with a wolf. Maybe not the same, but a tiger and a lion and a mountain lion, you can't train them, bro. Even if you think they're good, like, it's just not going to work. I mean, it's the same with, like, a bear. If you get too big with any animal, I feel like it's just not going to work. But I think a wolf, you could get to cooperate pretty well. So they'd be like, oh, I'm a wolf. Uh, but I'd, I, me personally, I'd feel more comfortable with a uh with a wolf than like a tiger or a mountain lion or a bear or something like that and i know a bear is probably closer to the wolf family um but a tiger like come on man we're on the walking dead right like when they had that tiger in in the later season with king ezekiel like you could tell that mug is fake because there's no way you putting a real tiger there and if it is real hey kudos to them i don't know how they was on that set every day with that tiger if it feels real but it don't look real it looks fake as hell so that makes me think it's fake right there's no way they got a real target to cooperate that long i don't care how good it's trained she said why does everyone else get a real cgi wolf or get a cgi wolf? why the hell do we have a real wolf here hey you want to be real that'll make your show stand up and that's a real wolf or it's a dog that they made look like a wolf but it looks like a wolf and that's crazy on this show and the show in general that they're doing <laughs> it's no way I mean, I prefer practical stuff. If you're going to do it, do it for real. But, you know, we know CGI is taking over the whole thing now, and that's why a lot of this stuff sucks anyway. But now we're going with Mickey, and she's going to satellite radio. So we guessing she works in radio. I'm not going to guess. I know she works in podcasting, but, you know, that's the new radio, basically. I think it's I think it starts off radio, then it goes into podcasting. Or it's, yeah. I think that is the case. But she's a, like, radio programmer, I believe. And here is her person, the doctor or something. This guy's pretty funny, too. He's been in some other stuff. He He's a good... If you're watching, he's a funny guy. I don't know if he's a comedian or not, but he's a funny actor. Dr. Greg Coulter from the love and living channel so we both see the jobs gus tutors the he's not a screenwriter or anything he tutors the star of the show wichita because she's a child and he's a teacher 
which is a great, that's the best way to be a teacher is to be a teacher on like a movie set to me personally. Uh, and then Mickey is a radio programmer or whatever. So that's their jobs, both in media in some way, shape or form. And you'll see if we continue to watch uh, this relationship with her bosses. It's pretty unfortunate. It's pretty, um, you know, it's pretty fraught. But it's her fault because people only do what you allow them to. I'll say that much without stepping on anything later on. But at least that's my opinion of it. And it ain't like nothing crazy happened. But I wouldn't say that if something bad happened. But it just you you'll see. They they don't have a appropriate relationship. But like we said, Mickey so much wants to just be with somebody. A codependency issues, things like that. So she'll be with anybody. <laughs> In different ways. If you know, you know. But that's her art. That's her character art. hope I'm not talking too loud into this mic even. When I put it on the table, it's different than holding it. I'm holding it right now so I can keep it close while I'm watching instead of leaning over a table. But I feel like I get a little bit too close and the levels get too high. But then last week, I thought it was too low when it was on the desk and stationary. But, you know, we're still figuring it out. Almost a year in. We're still trying to figure it out. So Gus is with his two friends, I think, from the apartment complex. Um, you know, just chilling. I just like this show. It's just such a day in the life style TV show. Um, each episode being its own kind of thing while having callbacks, obviously. But I don't know. I I just really like shows like this. They kind of popped up in that late 2010s period. Um, I mean, they they've been around before, but they weren't like this, right? I'm thinking of that show in the mid 2000s with the new girl, uh, How I Met Your Mother, maybe even that '70s show. But they were all kind of sick. Well, the new girl wasn't was kind of closer to love than those two were. But it started that whole kind of thing of like young people, different areas of the world, different pockets, and this show probably does it. My favorite. That's not a sitcom. I think that '70s show is the best sitcom ever. But then this show is great just because it's like it's the location and the people and how well it's written. And like I said, at the time, I was really into this kind of stuff, wanted to be around this stuff. Now, not as much. A lot has changed since then, but the show still has a really strong hold on me, especially the first season. I just really love the characters and in the area and stuff. This area of LA, I think, is really cool. How the buildings are built looks very Spanish uh, influenced. A lot of that. So I don't think the name is Spanish influence. If I ever hear them say it, I'll point it out. I don't think I have yet, but it's a really interesting area where they live. Really cool looking area. Um, the car they drive, everything. It just it's just a cool look. So Mickey's talking to her neighbor. Asked her was she sober and she said kinda. Now she's asking for Ambien. 
I guess anything to get high, right? Yeah, that's why you're my favorite neighbor. Because she's kind of an enabler. Because she really doesn't need Ambien at all. Because she asked her when she, if she's sober. And she was like, kind of. So that lets you know she has maybe some issues, some drug issues, right? Maybe some uh substance abuse issues. So I don't think I would have gave her a handful of Ambien. Maybe one to help her whatever Ambien does to sleep. I don't know. I think it is, but... Then now we see Gus in his apartment complex and something happened because the paramedics are there. I think somebody either passed away. I do think an older person passed away. Gus meeting more of the neighbors. And his best friend. Okay, so I don't think he met him at the apartment complex. That's just his good friend. Did he move in with him? Or are you just in the same area? Probably the same area. But he wants to get into the business as well. The business meaning Hollywood. And now Mickey is going to break her uh, sobriety, apparently, by overindulging in Ambien. Because like I said, if you need anything, if you need something, anything will work, apparently. And that's the guy that had the big falling out with her and telling her all the stuff about her or whatever. (laughs) Mickey's a mess. I mean, clearly she's a mess. But, um, you know, she said she was done with the guy or whatever. And then as soon as he hit her up being like, As soon as he was like, uh, you know, meet me such and such, she said, see you soon. So Mickey forgot to call um, one of her, somebody from work to, to fire. And Gus heard, you know, her boss, Greg rather, told uh, her to fire him. And she's making a call right now at night, 10 o'clock at night. 
<laughs> wow. I'm not gonna repeat that, but if you're watching, you know, you know what that you 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 know what he said. Hopefully we're lined up too. I was about to go back for a second and I didn't want to mess up the the whole continuity thing, so I won't do that. So she pulled up to the place he told her to meet, and it's a big group of people here. And she's high off Ambien. But she finally finds them. Brought him to brought her to Bliss House, a church, a quote unquote church for all churches about oneness and togetherness. I'm wearing like a one piece under jeans. Which is an inspired uh, look, to say the least. And now we're back with Gus, and he's walking around a pool party at his establishment, it seems like. And here we go, basically setting up the whole thing of the show where it says love doesn't just happen, but you have to choose it. So this is kind of the whole thesis of the show in a sense. Have to see love, feel love, touch love, heal love, all that kind of stuff he's saying. I mean, clearly it's all a ruse, this whole thing. It's not an actual church or house of worship. It's more of a commune, if you will, in my opinion. And she's like, what is going on here? But the whole conceit about love is what this show will grow to be, basically, you know, based on the name and everything else. Like, love is a choice, you know, it's not just a feeling. You have to choose love every single day. And Gus and Mickey will soon understand that in the coming episodes and seasons if we make it to the end.
So at the same time that Mickey's at this commune type thing, Gus is finding his community as well. I feel like I love this place. I love you guys. Finding his group. As Mickey finds hers, at least not even hers, but, you know, coming to some sort of realization. So these two girls are asking Gus if they want to hang out, you know, back at his place. I think they're sisters. And this leads to a very funny interaction. Said they want to move to L.A. after college. Because they didn't do anything fun, whatever here. <laughs> he said he wouldn't go to Six Flags or something stupid. And now they're getting real close to him. <laughs> so they said they wanted to have a three-way and Gus being the awkward soul he is um, did not know what to say and they asked him have you ever had one he said no Now back with Mickey at the little love thing. So now Mickey in this little group says she wants to take the floor. 
And basically saying, if you ask for love, it'll come, and I haven't gotten anything. Hoping and waiting and wishing and wanting love. Says it's ruined her life. She said, you're right, Eric. I am a F-up or a screw-up. She said, I'm really sorry. She said she refuses to believe all the people she see on Facebook have it all figured out. She said, just can't be it. <laughs> so that's her thing Mickey is a screw up and <laughs> she basically looking for love um, and certain truths will be revealed later on about that but you know um very interesting. The show really opened up a lot. A lot of stuff about uh, love and even love addiction and stuff like that. Just, you know. Watching the show, I didn't know you could be addicted to love. Then didn't realize you could be addicted to anything. And that is definitely one of them. And I, that's one of the more dangerous ones, too, because it can lead you to a lot of bad places. Trying to get love so much that you know, you're willing to compromise yourself. And it's like drugs, alcohol, anything else. Like, um, and, that's, and that's Mickey's kind of plight. She basically said to herself, like, love has ruined my life. Looking for it, wanting it, searching for it. It's ruined my life. She's like, I just, you know, I don't know I'm a screw up, but I refuse to believe those people on Facebook, all my friends or all the people from high school. You know, who do all of this stuff? Who has all these kids and this family? Feasibly, they have it all figured out, and I don't. So that's her thing. And now Gus here is just found out that <laughs> so the two girls are sisters. Uh, their sisters and they were about to, you know, do it with Gus or whatever. And So Gus can't help himself, right? In that situation, if you're watching, and I won't explain. <laughs> well, I've already touched on it. It is what it is. But, um, yeah, Gus can't, you know, he couldn't kind of wrap his head around them two being sisters and, you know, trying to be with him or whatever, even though that they weren't touching anything like that. I mean, it's fraught, but his whole thing in this show is like, the judgment, I guess, because they, because one of her sisters said, "Don't judge us," 
And he's like, I'm not judging you. It's just weird, and you should have told me. So, you know, he's very much a, I'm not going to say gaslighter, because I hate those words, especially when they don't, when they aren't used in proper context. But he's a judgmental person. And, you know, uh, so like you said, coming off as a nice guy, but he's really not that. And that's not bad, but pretending to be nice is bad because it's very manipulative. And in that situation, I don't think he necessarily did anything wrong. He didn't want to do it because they were sisters. Um, but it's how you go about it. I don't know. The the Gus the Gus part of the show is very interesting. The Mickey part is pretty interesting as well, but it's kind of laid out. Gus's is it's different, you know. Because I don't know. Uh, I guess I'm trying to figure out the angle on that scene. Like, am I to be like, is he bad for that? I don't think so, right? I, I just think it's it's how it goes about it. But now we're about to get the Mickey and Gus interaction, which kind of jumpstarts the show because they both walk to the gas station in the same area. And now they're about to meet. So Mickey doesn't have her wallet or purse or whatever, and she doesn't have the money, but she says she's like a block or two away. She can come home and get go back and get it and then come pay. And the guy's like, no, you go get your money, and then you come back and get it. But she wants to take it with her, come back and pay him later. And she's like, I'm taking it anyway. He said, now you're stealing coffee, and he's calling the police, and you're on the cameras. And now Gus walks up and is like, I'll pay it. And this is their first meeting. And that's Our first introduction to love. And, uh, yeah. That was the first episode of Love. That's that's really all I can say about that. <laughs> so some overarching thoughts on this episode which i hadn't seen in a long time but i forgot how well it sets up everything in the show I, I will say that it really does set everything up pretty nicely um you get a sense of the characters you get a sense of their struggles as people right whereas like mickey her problems which she's gonna go through pretty much for this for the entirety of this show and then Gus and his relationship falling apart and his unwillingness to be a person who is willing to be rude when it's necessary or show his actual emotion when it's necessary. Not even be rude, but like if you're feeling angry about something and it's valid, then be that. But always kind of having one foot in, one foot out. I guess that's Gus. He's very wishy-washy. 
and he allows people to do things that other people wouldn't and still keep them around. And the guy is being nice, but again, he's not a nice guy. And that's not a bad thing, but it is when you're pretending. So I went back to the scene that I missed, and she said, if you get in that car with your mom, you're a loser. And he said, I'm tired of you acting like a child. You're putting me to sleep. You're boring me to death right now. You think I'm a child. You think I'm a loser. Well, BS, you're just as effed up as me. The difference is I have the cojones to admit it. So that's what I missed. He's like, you think I'm a loser and all that. I'm an F up. So are you. You just don't want to admit it. So that's what I missed. And I need to go back and see that. So I can get a good, you know, sense. I like to have proper context when I'm discussing some of this stuff. And I want to go back to the episode. I want to go back to the scene at the end when he realizes who the girls are. And why he does this. Uh, why he kind of jumps up from this and doesn't want to do it anymore. Calls it, you know, incestuous. <laughs> And the girls are like, we haven't even touched and uh, anything like that at all. And he was like, yeah, but you're like, you know, naked or whatever. Um, and they were like, it wasn't incest when we bathed together as little girls. He's like, no, that's worlds apart. Um, <laughs> and all of that. And so they get up and then he's like, I'm in a incestuous relationship right now. And I think that's the reason. I was trying to figure out the point of this scene. I think that's it. I'm in a blank relationship. The word in front of it doesn't matter. It's the relationship part. You're not in a relationship just because you're doing this. I think that's kind of Gus's thing. Maybe he wants to rush into things. Maybe he wants to be relationship. Maybe he thinks he's a relationship guy when really he's not. And that would key us back into the point about being nice when he's not. You can do this just as much as anybody else. You're not a relationship guy because you were about to hook up with two girls. It's only when they were both sisters, then you jumped out of it. But then those key words, I'm in a blank relationship. And so then we get to the point where she says, don't judge us. He says, I'm not judging you, okay? It's just, it's a surprise. And in all fairness, you should have told me. So then kind of flipped it back on them to make it look like, you know, they did something wrong. He said, okay, dude, you know what? Sorry that we tried to, you know, do you, basically. And he said, I didn't mean it. It's just, um, I mean, maybe like one of you stays. <laughs> and they said goodbye. And so they both leave. So he gets into his own way. I think that's the, the crux of this scene. I think that's the crux of this show. These are two people who get in their own ways in different ways. But once they come together, they find that maybe they're meant for each other. And I had to go back, rewatch one or two scenes just to kind of figure it out more. Cause in the moment I couldn't quite grasp it. I was looking for it and I was like, what am I missing? Especially with the Gus angle. Cause like I said, Mickey's pretty clear cut and concise. It's the Gus stuff that, um, at least in this episode, I was like, am I missing something here? I don't think I am. Gus is a guy who wants people to think he's a nice guy. He's very judgmental. And instead of being nice, he should be kind. And I think that's everybody, not just him, but anybody. Don't be nice. Be kind. Because nice people can get taken advantage of. A kind person that has boundaries. And that's pretty much the point. Mickey is a person who's a mess up, a screw up, whatever you want to call her. 
with a kind heart, but can be used because she wants love so bad, almost to a point of dependency, that people can get over on her and she'll let it happen because she doesn't have the highest self-esteem and she wants other people to love her in any way, shape, or form that inhabits, which means she'll compromise herself in, in a myriad of ways. So they're both flawed differently, but when they come together, maybe they help each other. I think that's the point of this show. And that's why I want to watch this first episode. It's called One. That's not One Long Day. That's the second episode. It Begins is the episode. I hope you all enjoyed that. We might do more. I really love this show. I would love to go through the entire first season. Um, I know I have other shows that I've started, but I feel like this one I could actually get through. I just have a lot to say about it. I think it's really good. It's a really good show. So with that being said, we're going to get up out of here. I want to thank you all for listening again. Um, hope you're having a good week. Like I said at the beginning, uh, try to do one thing new that you haven't done ever before this week. Try to push yourself towards that thing you always want to do. Just try to take one or two chances uh, and continue to try to build on that each week. And again, when I say stuff to y'all, I'm also taking it into account myself because I need to do it as well. So thank you for listening. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. Thank you for listening. See you next time. Peace out.